Okay, this is the third time I've started to record this thing and needed to start over. Um, I'm frustrated about that, actually, because once was, once was enough. Um, so, I had a plan. I was going to talk about all of the, the many, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm put, you don't get the context because uh, this is just going to be super freaking quiet, isn't it? Hello, 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 hello. I'm doing this from my computer. This is going to be a mess. Anyway, um, you don't get the context because you missed the first time I did this. Um, but I'm putting away all my stuff and making dinner, so sorry. But um, my what I was going to say was my original plan for getting back into making these, because I kind of had a brief uh, hiatus there, um, was to kind of go in order of like some of the stuff that I've watched but just not had the time or um, uh, like ability to record stuff. Um, so that way I could just, you know, like go down my go down my nice little list of like all the things that I want, all the, the different media that I want to talk about. But that kind of, uh, that all changed when I watched the movie Soul um, on the plane back home. Ooh, I can make pasta. And I just, I'm like, I have to talk about it because this movie made me nearly cry at least four times on a public airplane and that should be illegal. Um, <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about this now. And so what, what this movie is um, and my, my sort of reason for not watching it until now. So I was under the impression that... Oh, okay, all I knew about this movie going in was it was about a an adult black man, which is not the, not the typical Disney um, Disney protagonist, um, but I knew it was about a, a black main character who's really into jazz, and he at some point gets blorbified, which is the verb I'm using to mean gets turned into a little like inside out looking dude, um, and. That's all. That's literally all I knew, and so I was figuring that this was the kind of thing that was exactly like, um, like the Princess and the Frog. And I'm gonna hold on a second because I'm pouring water out of this pot, and you probably can't hear me. Um, I was under the impression that this was very similar to the Princess and the Frog, where um, you have a black main character who. Gets, um, let's start. My gas thing is crazy now. Um, just breathing all that gas. Um, no, I, I, so I was under the impression that this was very similar to The Princess and the Frog, where a black main character gets turned into a, an in, inanimate or inhuman thing at some point, spends most of the movie like that, um, and then it, like, does the thing of having a diverse character or diverse main character while also like robbing children of the opportunity to um, empathize with a black character, which is kind of like, you know, that sucks. Like the reason that, uh, like one of, the, one of the reasons that we want characters in movies to be diverse, both in like race and gender and um, 
ability and you know everything um, is so that people can see themselves uh, represented and also so that people can see others represented and see that like you know not all heroes look like you not all main characters uh, think the way that you do and stuff like that um, and so you are do doing a, a you know you're not you end up like with all of these white children who empathize with the like woobified. I think that's a I think that's an actual term. I'm gonna no, blorbified the blorbified version of a character instead of like the actual black main character, which is you know like. And then at that point, like, wh what what even are you doing? Um, so that's what I thought this movie was, and that's why I was kind of avoiding it. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that again. But there's this kind of duality when it comes to movies uh like specifically like mainstream movies like not i'm not talking about like independent creators um by directors and writers of color about characters of color um i'm talking about like disney marvel etc um stuff where uh they're telling a story of a marginalized group i mean it's it's like the, it's a lot of the case lately of um big corporations trying to do that and it's the kind of thing where like you want to watch this movie a because you you know you think it might be good b because you're like i want to support the fact that um i want to i want to show the fact that like people care about these types of stories that you know if you to, to prove all of the people who are like we don't need a care we don't need another story about insert marginalized identity here um you want like to prove them wrong and say no yeah like i'll, I'll show up and watch this movie because i care about this community and i want more movies about this community um but also at the same time, you know, the movies that are getting churned out by like these these big corporations are not always authentic, um, are not always, you know, lately they've been better about like getting writers and directors of color and casting people of color in major roles, um, but it's still not great about that. So um, you often have, you know, I think of like um, Raya and the Lost Dragon, is that what that movie's called? It's been so long since I watched it. Um, where they like conglomerated all of like uh, Southeast Asian um, cultures into one sort of thing and and um, sort of like I, I don't know like there, there's there's a lot of weirdness around how they they what mythology they drew from and like presenting Southeast Asia as a monoculture um, and where was I going with this um, yeah so like you know, at the same time, you want to watch these things to prove that, like, there's an audience for stuff, um, for stuff like this, for for movies centering marginalized communities, but also, you want to like criticize w w what's happening in movies that aren't good representation of those uh, marginalized communities. That's where I'm getting at. So that's kind of where I was at with this movie of like, oh, I don't want to watch another one, another movie where they turn a black care, or a person of color into a non-human thing, you know, just like Princess and the Frog, just like um, Brother Bear, just like um, The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, like another one of these where we don't actually get to see the character of color throughout most of the movie. Great. Um, but also I was like, okay, I'll watch this at some point. So uh, the thing was, I was just, I was just wrong. Like I was, I th this was a complete misconception that I had construed in my head upon seeing the blorbified version of this character. 
um, or, you know, trickled through the grapevine of, like, other people's opinions, um, which is a good reminder to watch things and make my own opinion about them or research them more before making an opinion about them. Um, because, yes, it's true that um, the main character in this, Joe Gardner, I think is his last name, um, spends some of this movie, you know, a decent portion of this movie blorbified and, spoiler alert, um, also part of it in a cat. Um, but, on the flip side, even when, okay, when he's in his weird, like, sort of pseudo-heaven place, um, you know, they're all, everybody's completely uniform. There's, they, you can't see race except for by secondary characteristics like hair or his, his hat, I guess, um, or like facial, facial hair or stuff like that. They don't, they're just all blue people, which is kind of weird, but you know. Um, but outside of that, even when he is not himself, the movie is still very much about sort of his life and his community which is, you know, the community of black people that he knows in uh, um, Washington, uh, not Washington, D.C., in um, New York City. And so we do get to see a lot of this sort of, uh, and again, I'm like speaking as a white person, and so I can't like actually speak to how authentic this is, but um, we get to see a lot of the, uh, his interactions with other black people, his places that he, it finds community uh, at the barber shop, at the jazz, um, jazz lounges and jazz cafes, at the um, at his mother's like tailor business, um, laundromat. Um, so, like, I, I I was just very surprised that this was the case. And you you have also this I think it's like one of the first times that I've seen Disney do like get rid of their same face problem, especially for women. Because all of the women in this movie especially just have like different faces and different body types. Um, the one woman, Dorothea, who's like the, the badass jazz saxophonist, um, she gets introduced and she's like lit up in like gold light from the sun and it's, it's like gorgeous um, and uh, she's, she's really pretty. Um, but she has like a very oddly shaped head if I remember correctly. Like oddly in the, in the sense of like it's a very like cartoonistic um, exaggerated head shape, which is good because Disney is so used to doing the like Anna Elsa face for all of their white female leads, um, and it's terrible and ridiculous. Um, so I don't know. So like you you get this cast of of side characters who are just they're all people, like they're all people in a way. I also I just also recently watched Encanto. Um, I said that with with the white as possible accent, um, but um, the most Jersey accent possible. I, that, this is how you can tell that I've just spent time in, in Jersey. Um, so, and, and like, I do love the characters in that movie too. They're very interesting. I love the sort of family dynamic and they, they've all just got, they've got big personalities, but like, they're so clearly characters. Like, they're, they're characters in a movie. Um, you know, even even all their superpowers aside, they're characters in a movie. But all of the characters in Soul, like, they're just people. Like, the the scene in the barber shop, there's a bunch of people who are all like chiming in and talking to each other, and they're just like they're all people. They're interacting with each other as people. They're um, 
Like, even, like, the characters you see for, like, the briefest of seconds, it feels like there's so much more just personhood in all of them than in any other Disney movie. And it's so, it's so good. I'm like, it's, like, again, so I can't say how accurate this portrayal of black culture is um, outside of the fact that I feel like I remember hearing people, I should have, could have done research before talking about this, um, but I originally started doing, recording this right after I got off a plane and was sitting at a bus stop, and then I had to stop, and then I, that, that got deleted, and then I started re-recording this right as soon as I got home, and that got deleted, and now I'm doing this for a third time, so I didn't want to do that right now. Um, but I remember hearing, I think, like, some, some, some article about, uh, how the, 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 like, specific, specifically the, the barber, the barber shop, um, vibe in this or the bar barbershop scenes in this movie um were like very accurate uh, according to um black reviewers and so like my opinion aside it seems like that might be the case but you just all regardless of whether or not it's a very accurate portrayal you do have this movie focusing on these like communities and places that people find community um and specifically the interactions with the main character, Joe, with these other people. And we kind of see that he's this very reclusive, not, not necessarily reclusive, but he he's tentative with his relationships um, and he doesn't like say anything of substance. He doesn't um, dig deep when talking to people. He, you know, jazz is his thing. Like that's all he cares about. And that's kind of all he talks about. That's kind of all he knows. Um, we see that he, he hasn't called back this girl, Lisa or Eliza or something like that. Um, that he kind of has a thing with. Um, the time that he starts opening up to the barber and asking him questions is only when um, the, the other main character, uh, 22, is in control of his body. Spoiler alert, that's kind of what happens. Um, so, uh, and you know, that's when, like once she's in charge of him, um, that's when he starts talking to other people and like they open up to him and he, he starts to like, see like more to life than just you know his music and his sort of uh, little like hermit hermitage um anyway so so that's so that's where, where what i thought this movie was about what it very much was not um and that's like okay so that's that's the backdrop that we have for this and now on to the, now on to the, why it made me cry four times at least um so this movie, which I did not know beforehand, is about the main character dying right before he has this big performance that he's, it's his big break. He's been trying to be a jazz musician and he hasn't been able to, to make it. And, um, is my water boiling? No. Um, and he, he just fucking beefs it. He like falls down a man <laughs> sewer hole and dies and he goes to the afterlife um or he's he's like on his way to the afterlife um and then he's like wait i i can't do this like i'm not ready to go yet i have to i was so close i have to go go back and so the whole story is kind of him his whole mission is i need to get back in my body and make everything right so i can have my big break and finally play my jazz music and be a jazz musician um and this is in contrast with the other main character who is uh, 22 
um, who is a newly, who is, a, who is an unformed soul. Basically, like, the idea is that these souls are crafted before they're put into babies' bodies and then unleashed upon the world, basically. And so 22 is an unformed soul who has been around for thousands and thousands of years in the before life or whatever it's called in this movie um, because she doesn't want to move, she doesn't want to go down to Earth. She thinks that it's pointless because um, nothing on Earth is worth the uh, eventual dying for it. Um, she's perfectly happy to live out her sort of non-life in the before place because she doesn't think that dying um, or uh, is is worth like basically like anything on earth she thinks earth sucks um, and it's such a this is okay so this is just such an interesting premise for a um, like a kids movie like okay to be fair the main character is an adult man and so therefore it's maybe a little hint that it's it's for older kids it's probably not got the same appeal as like Frozen does to, to five-year-olds who are singing about Elsa and really want to hug Olaf or whatever. Um, also, I really hope that this is audible because like my, okay, I'm talking really close to this uh, microphone right now. I'm really, really close to this microphone. Um, oh, that, that was fucking, that's, that must be fucking annoying. Um, God, because I'm not doing this again. If this is inaudible and quiet, I'm just just turn up your headphones but um so yes so it's just a very interesting premise because it's kind of like it's dark and like i think like comparing it to like the good place which deals with the afterlife the main characters are dead it, it you know raises a lot of question about morality and living life to your fullest and stuff like that but also it's i like almost think that there are times when this movie is darker than that which is wild because it's a, a quote kids movie, um, but this movie in particular deals a lot with this character twenty two who like does not want to live because she doesn't think living is worth it, um, and yet it's kind of like really what she doesn't want to do is move on from her current like stable position where she's doing nothing and doesn't and you know isn't really. Um, trying to do anything kind of thing um and that's really what it is is like being comfortable in a place and not wanting to explore new things and stuff like that it's it's not actually a metaphor for her like wanting to commit suicide um despite the fact that it sounds so very like the language surrounding it and you know some of the language that they use even in the movie like it sounds very much like um along the lines of suicidal thoughts which is it's kind of, it's weird, because it's also very, like, like, I feel like they always do the opposite of that. Like, you, you, you show people having um, thoughts like that in sort of, like, candied ways, in sort of metaphors and, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I, I can't think of any, any good examples off the top of my head, but, like, it's, 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 you know, you don't actually say, I don't want to... I don't want to live like but that's what this this movie does is they like pretty much flat out say that and they kind of mean another thing which is <laughs> which is just bonkers to me um but that's like so okay so yes yeah, so you have these two characters one of whom 
like desperately wants to go back to Earth and live so that he can live out his dream that he was about to achieve. Um, and you have this other character who has under no con- shit, is my computer gonna die? No, it just, um, okay. Um, who under no circumstances wants to live and has been um, getting mentored for thousands of years, uh, tr- people trying to convince her to want to do so and she has, has no interest in that. Um, and so they sort of clash and um, she ends up trying to help this man, Joe, um, back to his body. And sh- long story short, Joe gets put into a cat by accident and 22 gets put into Joe and is like, Why, I, I want to be here, I don't want a body, this is all terrible. Um, and so the point of this movie is like the two of them helping each other out, of course. Um, but before that, I just want to talk about like, no, 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 I'll talk about this just in general first. Um, it's very good. Like, the point is that, like, so, so Joe's whole journey is that he realizes that, like, you know, you're your reason for living or your your thing that you're most passionate about like doesn't have to be your whole life there's this sort of um thing that they talk about that like um uh there's uh, it's okay this kind of ties into an, an idea that i want to talk about later too but i'll just talk about it here um one of the the places in the sort of like afterlife before life type thing is um uh, the, the the zone, which is like where you go when you're really in the zone, playing a sport or doing a doing um, uh, doing music or something like that. And right alongside this, z- the zone is um, this group of people who are all I, I can't remember what they call them, but they're like monster monstrous soul lost souls. That's what it is. Um, who have gotten so obsessed with something that they um, can't like move on and can't live with their li- can't live their life, and they're just like you know, down and depressed. Um, and it was, it's like so explicitly pointed out that like the, there's, there's such a very close link to this like euphoric feeling of like being in the zone and like being obsessed with something and feeling good about it and kind of putting too much on that and then crumbling under that when, when one thing is all that you do or when one thing is all that you obsess over or you, it starts to turn like joyful things into um, pressures and weights and stuff like that. And it's something that's like so, like, I don't know, like I feel like we don't talk about that enough is that like something you really, really enjoy doing can become this big burden that sometimes you just, you, you, you stop enjoying it and um, it can be more harmful to you to keep keep at it and keep obsessing over it, then it can be beneficial. Um, so I don't know where I was going with this. What was I thinking? Oh, so no, yes. So Joe has this, so this sort of theme for Joe is like, he has this obsession. He has this desire. He has this one goal in life. Um, and he, um, hasn't achieved it yet, but he's about to, and he's going to do it because that's, you know, what he wants to do. Um, and so, um, his journey is he realizes that maybe that's not the end-all be-all of life. Um, he kind of has this conversation with 22 at some point um, and has realizes that like, so all of these souls like each have a spark and his his thought, because he, he misses, he doesn't pay attention during the, the orientation or whatever, is that this spark is their, their meaning in life, their purpose. 
and he's like, oh, my spunk must be jazz. Um, it must be jazz piano. And, like, he, what they don't realize is that, like, that's not what the spark means. It's just, like, the, the moment that they realize, like, they're ready to be, ready to live. Um, and, like, ready to have a life. And, I don't know. So his whole thing is that he, he does end up, he does end up getting back in his body and playing this show that he wants to play. And after it, he's like, I thought I'd feel different than how I feel now. Like, I'm happy, but also I just, like... I thought I'd feel different. Um, and Dorothea has this like really good line where she, she says like, you know, there once was a, a young fish who said to an old fish, like, uh, I, I want to go to see the ocean. Like somebody told me about this ocean. I want to go see it. And the old fish says, you're in it kid. And the young fish is like, what? Uh, no, I'm, I'm in water. I, I want to be in the ocean. And like this idea that like, we have ideas that are bigger than than their reality than what their reality looks like to us and how to sort of rectify those two things is like you can have this concept of the ocean but when you're in it it doesn't feel very different than you know, i don't know um so it's just like this 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 thought of like maybe these these this big dream isn't the the only thing in my life isn't the thing that i should, should, um, I, I don't know, there's more to it than this, and I can't, I, I can't articulate what it is, and I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but basically, the ending of this is, like, we don't know whether Joe decides to keep, keep at, like, his dreams of being a professional, um, jazz musician, maybe he does, and does some other stuff on the side, and, you know, finds a good balance between, um, his, his, obsession and his drive and his other stuff in his life like his mom and his family and stuff like that um so that's his whole deal and 22's whole deal is that she you know comes down to earth in joe's body and like you know initially hates earth um has all these preconceived notions doesn't want to to live because it's again it's not worth the pain of dying um and she starts to realize like earth is pretty great and there's so much on it and there's so much you can do on it that it's it's worth the fact that you have to die at the end of it to experience it um and it's done in such a like i'm, I'm gonna start crying now like it's done in such a beautiful way um there are these moments that like she, you know in joe's body she um she like finds a um a grate that's like blowing up hot air and she like lies down on it and watches her like his clothes like flapping the thing and is laughing um she listens to a man playing the guitar busking in a subway and gives him like half of a bagel that she bought because <laughs> she doesn't know how like money works and stuff like that but like it's just all of these like there's this there's this moment when she like sits down when she like you know finally finds her spark or whatever she sits down and she looks around and she like hears the people talking on the corner and sees like a mom carrying a kid like across the street and like a tree like one of those um whirly birds uh, helicopter what the fuck are they the, the plant that, that falls from the the seed that falls from the tree um lands in her hand and she's like i don't know it's just that that moment when you're fully existing in life and you kind of look around and you realize like oh i like i am living here and there are things around me and it's good um 
And I did a little bit of that when I was like talking about this in my, oh, oh I have so much pasta out of the bag. I'm just gonna throw it in by the handful. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Hold up, I'm just gonna put pasta in real quick. Uh, I don't know how much, um, I didn't really do this pasta correct because I don't think that water was boiling enough and I don't really know how much pasta to put in. I don't know how long to cook it, so we're just gonna go for that much. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I had a little bit of, I did a little, did a little bit of that when I was first, when I first tried to record this. I was sitting there at the bus stop and I could hear these like frogs croaking, and I haven't heard frogs croaking since I've been out in California. Um, and when I was back in Jersey, it was like the winter, so no frogs. Um, but like I was sitting there and I could just like hear the frogs croaking and I, I don't know, it was like, like the same sort of like thought of like, you were just sitting there and suddenly you're like, oh yes, I exist and there are things around me that make it worth existing. Um, but yeah, like, so like, fuck, this is such like kind of heavy, deep, like deep shit. Like for a movie, like this thought of like, cause like that's, that is what is at the core of like 22's arc is that like there are things in this world that make it worth living and many of those things are just like day-to-day -day life like walking down the street and seeing a really good flower and like you know she delights in all of those things because they're so new to her and it makes joe delight in them in turn and it's it's just so it's so good. It's the kind of shit that like makes you cry because you are so emotional about the fact that you're like, damn, life kind of is worth the hard parts and worth the sad ending of it. Um, I was going to have a, I had another thought about this and I don't remember what it was. Um, no, yeah. Oh. And like along those same lines, there's there's this bit where um, Joe is talking to his mother, but like via twenty two, basically he he as a cat is telling her what to say to her. Um, but he he has this moment where he says like to, to his, his mom does not support his jazz musicianship, um, and he has this moment where he's like, "I love you, mom, but like I've got to do this because like if I died tomorrow, I want my life to." Like, I can't remember what he says, but like, I, I want my life to have been meaningful. I want to have been happy with my life. Um, and, you know, it like, it's, it's legit for him because he did, like, he died. And then he, you know, he forced himself to have a second chance. But like, he, what he did was when he died, he got to see like bits and pieces of memories from his life and he wasn't happy with it. And so he got the opportunity and he got the second chance or he made himself <laughs> have the second chance. Um, and so like he's speaking from the heart here when he says like, you know, I want my life to have meaning. Um, but like, it's just, there's so many of these lines from this movie that are like, like fucking damn. Like, yeah, if, if I died tomorrow, I like, I hope I'd be happy with my life. This movie is very much, like, I don't want 
to say a carpe diem movie because it's really not. That's not the point of it. It's just very much like a open your eyes and open your ears and pay attention to what's around you because it's good. And the fact that you're here is good and the sort of um, the idea of like living your life the way that will make you happy and will make you proud at the end of it like like damn this is a fucking kids movie like these kids are looking at a borbified man and they're like ah, is he squishy and then they're talking about fucking life and death and like just I, I, I don't know okay um Just like this sort of weirdly like I did not realize how like again this sort of like it, it's very it's very reminiscent of um, dealing with suicidal thoughts and themes and stuff like that in just a weird way because it like it wraps back around to it kind of in like this idea of like you know if I died tomorrow um, is often just a very um, I mean it's a very like like contemplating your own morality and blah 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 um like i did not fucking expect that from this i will say it's it was a little jarring but like in in kind of a very good way um okay that, i think that's all i've got on those themes just damn it hurt damn it was done well like i feel like a lot of that stuff can come off as corny and again it could be a matter of opinion um but like that like that shit was like it made me think about my life and like be like oh shit like I want to live my life like if I died tomorrow it would be good, um, which I think is the mark of a of of that kind of trope done well is when you actively like start to to reevaluate yourself and your position in this world, um, and not just be like oh <laughs> this sounds like another um, middle school uh, assembly where everybody's like cracking up and making jokes about the, this, the poor presenter in the background. Um, but yes, so, that, so, that's, so that's what I've got. The other thing that I wanted to say about this was, um, I guess sort of like a little bit more lighthearted, maybe I should have started with this, but um, I just, I love, I fucking, like, they're, okay, their depiction of the before and after life and these sort of like beings that are, um, I remember they're called Jeff Jerry's, um, Jerry and Terry, and um, who like are kind of in charge of the afterlife is just so fucking like a buck wild um, that like Disney canonically has said this is what the afterlife looks like. Um, I'm just like the afterlife being um, like I think they call it the great beyond, and what it is is like this sort of stair escalator pathway to what looks like this magnificent, like, globular cluster um, of just, like, bright white light and dots all around. Like, it just it just looks like a globular cluster of stars that it has just been added to and added to and added to. And that's where people go when they die, and they just, like, walk up to it and become part of it. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck, Disney? Like, you're telling me what heaven is? <laughs> That's what you're that's what you're saying heaven is and I'm like damn sure that like that's actually a pretty sick ass 
version of heaven. Like, what the hell? Disney? Disney? I'm agreeing with Disney. Your, your version of heaven? What the hell? Um, and just, like, this sort of, the, um, they have this, these, these, these people who are kind of in charge of the whole before and afterlife, and they are done, they're, they're done in this style that reminds me of, um, I think it was a little curious. Let me let me Google this really quickly. I hope this doesn't stop turning or um, little curious. Uh, I hope this doesn't turn off my my recording because I'll be very sad about that. No, we're good. Um, um, is it this? Yes, it's like the one like face character. I don't remember what this character is called, but um, wait, they disappeared. Oh yes, okay. It's like there's this kind of like paper clip that has been like, or string or something, I think it's string, that has been like turned into a face. And that's very much exactly what like these characters are. They're so very two-dimensional in this three-dimensional world, but also like four-dimensional. Like they feel like they're, they have more dimensions, but they're all like line work. Um, and so the one character kind of briefly enters the human world and kind of like, goes through a heart monitor and then down like a wire and it, it, like it's just so visually cool and visually like their voices are all pleasing um it's like i don't know i'm just like like i really liked the good place because i was like this is such a fun fucking like thought of how the afterlife works like this is so this is so enjoyable i love playing in this space and this is exactly the kind of thing where i'm like just like damn this this vision of this afterlife like it fucks like i'm just i'm like like disney came up with this this wasn't some like drunk person on tumblr like talking about what they what they thought the afterlife was at like age six when they were sitting in their church or something like i like disney you came up with this i'm just i don't know i like i don't know how to describe it other than like just look at this afterlife and be like oh my god like this is nuts, but also I love this. Like this is such a, this is such an idea. Um, this is such a concept. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to say. This is this has been long enough already. But um, it's just like, this was a good move. I I was so freaking like, this was so unexpected to me. I didn't know what it was about, and suddenly like this is what it's about, and it's nuts, and it's beautiful, and it's really really heart-wrenching um in a good way but also in a way that makes you <laughs> think about death maybe a little too much um but yeah yeah i don't know anyway i think it's it's a good movie for um for discussions of of morality it's a good movie for um in <laughs> for inspiring middle school music teachers um it's a uh, good movie for um, having multiple characters of color on screen who are actively people and not just random like characters um, and it's it, it was good I would recommend it um, I'm gonna end this and see if I can figure out how to upload this uh, pray for me that this is loud enough the end.